Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Dion and Joel for another episode of Wuxia Weekend. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about the movie Shaolin Tamo Mystique from 1977, starring Pauly Shanquan. Now, the naming of the movie is a little bit unclear because a lot of places we're seeing it as Sistique, some places it's Mystique, and the alternative title for it is just Fight for Survival. So... Uh, and also, Dion, what did you say the other name was? What, Lady Wu-Tang? Was that the, yeah, the other title? Yeah, another title. All right. So so either Shaolin Tamo Mystique or Shaolin Tamo Sistique, which I think we're all in agreement. We don't think Sistique is an actual word. So does anybody does anybody on the panel disagree with that statement or no? I mean, I like Sistique better because it's dumber, but uh, no, I don't think it's a real word. I think someone hit the S instead of the M at some point. Okay, all right. So, so we'll go with Mystique. Um, now, uh, I don't know. Does that just how how would you guys break down the plot? It's basically about how sh- this these group of disciples from ten of the different sects trick Shaolin to. To, to bringing out their sacred Tamo mystique books, right? There's ten of them, mm-hmm. and they each have a you know different martial art. One of them's like a yin book. One of them's a yang. They they do all you know. There's one that gives you like super long legs. One that gives you long arms, and they they kill the abbot, take the books, and they flee. And then the Pauli Kwan character is this girl who enters Shaolin, basically kind of like the next day by spending a year bringing buckets of water up up the steps and becoming the disciple of this old abbot who's sort of an eccentric who lives in the foothills and is somewhat of an outcast from the sect and he sends her to go retrieve the books that's basically the plot right am i missing anything crucial yeah that's pretty good and uh and so what i want to know is what you guys thought of this movie because it's a very unusual film and so um, I want to start with Dion because I want Dion's unvarnished opinion before anybody else speaks. Because I don't, I don't I have no idea how Dion feels about this movie yet. I thought it was a very interesting movie. I, it was just, it wasn't too weird, but it was a little weird. Some of the the names of the different uh, techniques that they used and what they did to their bodies was just really, really strange. But I thought it was an okay movie. I might watch it again. And uh, Joel, what did you think of the movie? I loved it. <laughs> well, I loved it, and uh, I, I was not even slightly surprised by all the crazy, weird uh, body modification stuff. Of, I mean, like that's it's all pretty. It's it's definitely on the weirder end of uh, kung fu legends, but I've encountered pretty much all those before, like guy who can extend his legs or guy who changes gender. We actually one of the first uh, movies you and I did, Brendan, was guy who changes genders becomes a lady with superpowers. Yep, yep. So uh, like very, it, it, this is um, it's almost the archetypical Wuxia movie. Like really, uh, I, I as I was watching it, like it's you know what it is. It's a kitchen sink Wuxia movie. They put it in is. every trope is present. Um, they really put in like legit every single trope, uh, but also they do it well. Like it's carried off really nicely in the movie, and it makes the movie a, a beautiful melange of tropes. Uh, usually, I uh, I'm a little bit against that. In this one particular case, though, it's it's carried off with such aplomb that I just I don't know. I I was riveted the whole time I was watching it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it's kind of odd because and well, I'll give my reaction in a moment. But it, it, your your description of it, I 
I, is accurate but also misleading because I think you're failing to address the tone of the film, which it, it almost feels like a Yuen Wu Ping movie. You know, it's got like a um, it's got a little bit of like a drunken master vibe at times, right? Like there's a there's a comedic flair to it. It's not it's not super super serious the whole time, though it veers very rapidly into serious tones here and there, and I feel like it's one of these movies that it succeeds so well because Polly Kwan is the star and her uh, her enthusiasm really carries the movie a lot. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's the, you're right. The, the energy of the movie matches hers, and that's hard to do because she's very energetic. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think without a doubt this is a Polly Kwan movie. It's I think it's a great Polly Kwan movie. I really liked it. Uh, but I think you really have to like Polly Kwan to like the film. I think if you if you if if you are not if 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 you're not into the thing that she brings to these kind of movies, it's not going to appeal to you as much. Um, but I thought I thought it was a really enjoyable movie. I, I I had a blast watching it. I loved everything about it. I loved all of like the little details and the everything from the thing that she did where she had to lift up the the. Uh, I, like the cauldron with the dragon on it that burned her mm-hmm. flesh to the fights with the guys with the long legs to the to the to the masseur who started as a man but became a woman because of the yin manual and the you know just all of the details like that I thought were great they're they're everything that you sort of find in Wuxia uh, and they and and they were all kind of done well so Again, it's not the biggest budget movie in the world, and it hasn't been remastered spectacularly at all. So, this is the kind of film, and somebody's got to turn off their notifications because we keep getting little pings in the That's background. Me. Oh, sorry, um, and uh, and so uh, it's um, it's it's a it's a it looks like a movie that you would have seen on TV on Saturdays or on VHS in the eighties. It just kind of has that. It's not quite cropped right. It's it's grainy. So just be aware of that if you see this film. Um, yeah, this has got a real, it's 2 a.m. and you're watching sci-fi vibe to it. I yeah, agree. Yeah. And uh, and it's got some really strange plot developments. Some really... It's all left turns, people. So so, uh, what, what did you guys think of the fight action in this film? The the, the fight sequences and the, and the martial arts? I, for, I don't know. For my taste, some of it looks really slow and some were like really good like I liked at the end especially when they were um, faced when the real kung fu masters were facing the um, monks in the various chambers with the animals Um, the crane style I don't know the guy was just really weird looking Mm. but I mean his crane style was really good um, but and the was Wilson no Don Wong I can't remember he was in the Tiger Chamber which is Don like Wong Tao styles. yeah he is really really good and you can tell because I've seen some of his other films but the first two guys that went into the chambers just really looked awkward to me mm. like they wouldn't have been real masters. Okay. You know what I mean? They were, and their they were their strikes were really slow. Okay. So to me, they they were really off. But in general, they were pretty good. But 
some people you can tell I've seen their other movies and they were really crisp, but then there, some of them just looked really off. Now, how did you feel about Polly Kwan, Dion, in terms of martial arts? I didn't think she was really bad. I've seen her in other things. I've seen her in um, 18 Bronze Men and Return mm-hmm. of the 18 Bronze Men. I think she did pretty well. Yeah, I really, I like her. I like her action style. I, I think what I like about her is she, when she does the movements, she looks really strong and she looks like she's practiced them. And, right. And it all looks like, it just it just looks real to me when she moves. Do you know what I mean? It, she, there's like a fluidity to her movement that looks like somebody who's familiar with 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 you know practicing in in these sort of martial arts styles. Um, and so and she and she just seems kind of athletic too, which which I like to see. A lot of times you'll have people that maybe aren't as athletic doing the movements, and it kind of shows. But I and and also I like that she brings sort of this this exuberance to it and this uh, just she's kind of like a light bulb do you know what i mean she's got like a real mm-hmm. uh expressive style um joel and i like her facial expression yes yeah in I, a lot of the parts they really add to it but then but the beginning when she was with um her uh her master and they were making their way into the shaolin temple i don't know it just was kind of to me overdone okay it was too overdone and not i I liked that scene though now when you say overdone what do you mean like it was it was just her i don't know something was exaggerated about it 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 was just i don't know it just didn't land funny with me it was just like looked awkward to me to me it came off as a almost like a silent film style level of humor with Mm -hmm. you know he's kind of training her as they move into the temple and she's doing all those things with her facial expressions where she you know she's like delighted one moment scared the next moment everything's super exaggerated but i I like the overall effect of it it kind of you know it's 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 but to me that's just sort of the style of movie it 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 is um and it kind of it kind of really rapidly shifts back and forth between this almost vaudevillian humor to to this uh like like these really serious moments where she's supposed to be sad for her master, you know, or 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 somebody's like you know ascended to a new level in terms of their kung fu abilities type thing, and and usually the mu- there were like two soundtracks they kept playing throughout the film. One of them was very light and airy and was always during those kind of scenes. And then they had the other one that was more martial and serious, and that would kind of come up whenever they were doing the more dramatic or the more really serious action type stuff. Um, but, but yeah, so, so Joel, what did you think of the action? Oh, wow. Uh, well, I was blind to the nuance that you guys saw. Uh, for me, it was mostly, uh, it was mostly the, like the surrounding circumstances. Like when you were uh, talking about that sort of vaudevillian scene where they, where she and her master break into the temple uh, there's one that I belly laughed at when they when he's talking about the traps that he knows about. He's a member of that temple, and he steps on the thing, and all the the sticks come out. And he's like, "See, it's easy." Then he steps again, and more come out, and he's like, "Oh, they added some more. Okay, this is new." I gut laughed during that, and uh, I think part of what sold it wasn't just his reaction, but it was the physical comedy. Yeah, uh, I think bring it to something vaudevillian. I think that might be beyond what you're seeing. That's like kind of exaggerated and off. It really is like a silent movie almost, where they they really exaggerate 
like it like stage projects all their uh, all their emotions and facial expressions a lot. And I think that that like it feeds into your subconscious mind. And uh, I think that the stuff that you guys were able to see and articulate is stuff that fed into my subconscious mind. Like the the way some movements are really crisp and some aren't so much. The way some guys have like, like we talk about the the cha- the different chambers in the end where they have different masters that are like animal style kung fu. Like watching the Southern Manus guy fight, like he looks superhuman. Like the way yeah. he moves and like just how in control he is of his own body. And then the other guy in the room with him is like an actor, and he's not mm-hmm. a bad actor. He's clearly like a physical actor, but like it, it's this the subconscious distinguishing that you kind of like, you don't really notice with your forebrain, or at least I didn't notice with my forebrain. I just like something felt dangerous about the Manus guy, and yeah. much less so about the other guy. So when Manus lost that fight, I was like, mm, but I don't think he really would have lost it. Uh, nope. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, I don't want that to be a critique of the movie, because uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, you can't. Not everybody can be a kung fu superstar. Uh, however, I, I mean, like, that was an observation. It's the real thing I experienced watching the action. Generally, the action was fun, and it had a really good blend of like comedic fights and yeah. really thrilling fights. I, I feel like this is the kind of movie where they have a lot of mystical martial arts, but they also are up against the just the limits of practical effects of the time and the budget, right? Like they have the super long arm technique and the super long leg technique and all these things. And so I feel like that really fed into the humorous. Like, I think they leaned into it. Do you know what I mean? They're like, yes. okay, this is going to look a little bit silly. So let's make it a little bit silly rather than try to pass it off as a serious thing. And, and I think that's what, for me, that's what makes the movie work so well. Because if they were trying to be super serious about those long arms, I, I might have trouble taking the film seriously. They, they were a little eerie. I'll give them that. But I don't, uh, I don't know that they, they exude martial power. You know, mm. Long arm guy is more of a horror thing or more of a goofy comedy thing. Uh, so yeah, I think they. I think you're right. I think they wisely leaned into the strengths of their of their visual effects. Uh, unfortunately, no shark palanquin, but not every movie can be perfect. So no, no. One scene I want to talk about is the opening scene where it's not the actual leaders from the the ten the ten sects. It's 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 some of their disciples disguised as the leaders when they come up to Shaolin Temple. I like. Well, I'll explain what happens. They they arrive there. And they they tell the abbot that they've heard rumors that the Tamo Mystique book has been stolen from Shaolin, and they want proof that it hasn't been because this is a big deal. And so they basically they basically use face and this idea of like of of uh, of, of of Shaolin losing their reputation in order to get them to bring the book out so that they can steal it. And so when the abbot brings the book out to prove that it hasn't been stolen, one of the guys goes up to look and he, he murders the abbot and they, they, they take the books. Uh, what did you guys think of that scene? Did, did you guys like it? Did you think it was interesting? Uh, there's, a, there's a shot in that scene where he like, it kind of comes up from the manual from below and like whaps it and all the different books fly out. And they look like single sheets of paper until they grab them, in which case they become books again. And I got a I got a level with you that how hard could it have been to have thrown books in the air and filmed them, you know? Like that's that's a moment where I was like, come on, guys. I uh, I don't know. I mean, what I'm imagining happened was maybe they tried to do it with books and it didn't look right, and so they just did it with the. You know what I mean? Like that's the only thing I can imagine because they had the books, right? They obviously had the books. Yeah, they so didn't have the props. I don't yeah. know what 
what was going to their minds there. But then it adds to the mystique too, because these are supposed to be mystical. Yeah. And then they go from paper to to books. Oh, is maybe that's the there? yeah, maybe that's the property of it. You're right. Think, that that could be it. I, that's. I think that's it. I think that's what they were going for. That's one of those things that doesn't really cross the cultural bridge super well. But you know what? There there might be something to that. Um, I, it's. It's almost a comedic ploy. I actually think it was kind of a clever idea because they they were they clearly thought about it and it really does work. I mean, like you could attempt to pull something like that off and you have a reasonable chance of success. But I think it did a good job of setting the tone of the movie, uh, where like there is martial stuff, there are stakes, but it is a little bit wacky, uh, just just a smidge goofy, and um, and yeah, I, I I liked it for that. I think that was a, like basically the perfect way to open this movie. And. Uh... I don't know. Were there were there any other scenes in the movie that other people wanted to discuss before we go into characters? jeez, uh, there are a lot of good scenes in this movie. Really, anything that has the the two screwball monks was uh, was making me laugh. I really like those two guys. The, the... I like them too. Yeah, they were funny. They were funny. Um, like personality, and they were they were well, just wonderful. Cowards. Well, why why don't we talk about characters for a bit, and then we can go back to scenes if if we're if we're moving into that. The um yeah, the, so the two monks. They were they were kind of they were comic relief, right? Like they were the they were the guys that convinced her to carry the pails of water for a year, saying that they were gonna they were gonna train her in kung fu, but they were really just getting her to do their job because the Pauly Kwan character is waiting outside Shaolin trying to gain entry, but they won't let her in because she's a girl. Um, so so yeah, what what was it about those guys that you thought worked so well? They get a real Abbott and Costello vibe. Like they even have like the tall one and the short fat one. Mm. They, like they they did very vaudeville stuff with them, uh, and they they keep doing the Abbott and Costello thing where they put them into to scenes where their their sort of uh, clownish personalities get to start conflicting with things. And I, I don't know. They're just their characters. You don't. I don't. I don't see characters like like that nakedly comic relief a lot in Wuxia movies. And uh, they were a fun addition, and they, they were they were really good at, uh, at uh, making the uh, our heroine play kind of a straight man, which was an interesting contrast. So yeah. and they they tied the movie together really nicely. This movie was in dire need of a central thread to tie it together, and it was the two goofball monks, in my estimation, that did the best job of that because uh, they were just blundering into the scene, and you'd almost immediately be like, oh, "Okay, I get what's going on here." Uh, they. Uh, like everything they did was funny. Like they're they're great little clowns. Uh, and it wasn't that it was particularly brilliant comedic writing. They just really acted the hell out of it. And it was it was well placed in the different scenes. And yeah, they just put a little just their little com- comedy spice. So. Yeah, I like the two. I, to me, they reminded me more of Laurel and Hardy Ooh, with yeah. the skinny one and the fat one. Mm. Um, it, the just that they got her to do that for a year was I kept you know going don't do it just don't do it but you know she falls right into it but um she I I think that her picking those two to go with her was the best thing because they were what Joel said they tied the movie together their little comic situations were really funny I liked it I liked their comedy better than I liked hers at the beginning of the movie yeah, they were they were important. They were a really important contrast to her too. So they, yes, they, um, yeah. I I uh, what what did you guys think of the um, of the the Masur, the, uh, the 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 character that got the Yin book? 
that started out as a man and became the woman. Man, I I, I always like that uh, in Wuxia uh, that they they explore what what we now I think consider to be like transgender issues. Uh, they they have a very different conception of it, especially yeah. Like I don't. In- I think I think it would be inaccurate. It would be anachronistic for us to kind of project that back onto these movies. But yeah, I, but I don't, it, I don't it's purely honest of us intellectually, but yeah. like it is still an honest exploration and it's a distinct cultural exploration of it. Kind of like reading dreams of the red room or something like that. Mm. Where you're, you're seeing a unique take on, on something. Uh, so I get to appreciate that a little bit, but really I liked the character because, uh, she comes onto the screen lamenting that she has, uh, transitioned because she, like that's the Kung Fu that she, that cultivated was that pure native Kung Fu. And in ancient cultivation theory, if you get too much, you, you flip over to the other gender because they're they're gender associated. Uh, they're they're polarized like that, and uh, and that happens to the Polly Kwan character too. That's what that's the reason why right. she's looking for all this stuff is that she has turned into a man, and so <laughs> fall in love with each other. <laughs> well, so okay, I want to talk about that because that's I really like the Masur. I thought I thought she I I thought she was one of the more poignant characters because she sort of has this conversion where she decides to help. Polly Kwan's character and become like a good guy rather than work with the bad guys which she started out as and it's kind of moving but I feel like midway through that storyline they kind of just abandoned it do you know what I mean like they they just sort of like left it like like it, I don't know it, it didn't seem like it's almost it like they forgot that, that that character had that as a motivation after 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 Polly Kwan helped her with the poisoning uh, this is true. Uh, also, the end of the movie, Hell marches into the almost end of the movie. So, like, the movie's, like, going along, and you're like, oh, I see where this is going, and then it stops, and another, like, the actual end shows up, and it's like, time to die into the yeah. movie. The stakes get really crazy high. So I don't know so much that it's forgotten as it's interrupted in an explosion of a finale. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's true. I guess, But it just feels like it never gets picked up again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, that. I, I agree with you there. And it gets confusing because it seems like she changes her mind or something. I don't know. It just doesn't... I, I don't know what happened in the scene where she gets cured of the poison, but she comes out and she seems very strange. Do you know what I mean? Um, so it, it just... I was very perplexed by what was going on. But then the other woman the other character shows up that has the other manual that was the woman and then turned into a man. So I had wondered if those two had been a couple yeah. to begin with at the beginning and then their gender switched and then the one that turned into the woman fell in love with the Polly Kwan character and then the other one, right, who was a man, then the other woman who turned into the man came into the picture and um, was like, well, remember me? If you yeah. go, then I go. If you, And then it was like some kind of conflict. So there was a little love triangle there for a second. That's a and love then, triangle. That is nuts. It's crazy. And then she gets cured of poison and it's kind of like, okay, then now there's no love at all. Yeah, I don't. I that's the thing. I just didn't know where it was supposed to be go. Like I, 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 I they could have taken it anywhere, but I didn't. I they, it's like they didn't convey to the viewer where things went, and in, in you know, so I just felt sort of like, well, that was interesting, but then I kind of didn't get any uh, explanation of what ultimately happened. So, um, but I did. I did like the whole setup, you know, I, I, and I like that the 
that the you know like when you meet the Masur character she's she's you know you see her as a man first and then she she appears again as a woman in a red dress and an umbrella and she hates all men because they're and i think what was her wording that they're they're heartless lovers or something like so so you but it just suggests that she's had this whole world of experience between the beginning of the movie and now because it's been like a year right so like so all these things have happened to this character that have made her hate men and it's just you're just kind of like well geez what happened like you know you know how how, yeah yeah, there's like a whole there's a whole other movie there do you know what i mean um now what about uh what about the polyquan oh go ahead we go off of that because now that i'm thinking about it i'm wondering if they were a couple at the beginning then they both switched genders and the reason why she said that was because then he didn't love her anymore maybe that could be it maybe it's like a heartbreak thing yeah, like her yeah, maybe we're missing some subtext there. Yeah, but there was just a lot. There just seemed to be a lot of depth to those characters in that triangle. Do you know what I mean? That that yeah. other characters didn't get. Um, so so yeah. But what what did you guys think of the Polyquan character? No, I really liked her. Um, I, I liked her, and I liked the chemistry she had with her master a lot. I think that mm-hmm. when they were both on screen, I was happy. Um, let's see. I, she was really like I I almost cheered uh, whenever she started like going to the temple with her master and like punching her way through the rooms. I was like, this is a character I can get behind, and uh, yeah. she's consistently very proactive and easy to follow. So I really like her as a leader. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I agree. I liked her too. I think this is a good movie to see her in. Yeah, I liked when they were walking up into the temple. I know we've covered that scene a bunch of times. The thing, the it's things like I liked that she was doing is the master would kind of handle somebody, and she like run up and finish them off with like uh-huh. a little chop. Do you know what I mean? Like just when she's st- just starting to learn kung fu. I thought it was, it, what I love in Polly Kwan movies is watching her go from not knowing martial arts to the scene where they show that she knows martial arts. Do you know what I mean? I just I, she kind she just has that like. I don't know, like, there there are certain actors that can do the forms in really compelling ways, and I feel like she can do that. And I liked the character. The character was cool. And I like that she's got this weird motive where she starts growing the mustache, and she needs... It's like, she really needs to get that, uh, that, that yin manual so that she can undo the effects. And it really gives you a sense of, like, yeah, you, like, it's not just a, a task that she's been handed by her master. It's like a personal thing that she really needs to get. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, she, she's proactive from her motivations, which makes her a very compelling character. Uh, and she's she, she's simple and under, understandable. Like she's comprehensible. She's Polly Kwan, so her physical presence is fantastic, and like her, her movements are really cool. So yeah, she's she's likable. It, it's hard to talk about her though uh, because she is so simple. She's very direct and straightforward. I grow a mustache, better get that other manual. <laughs> you know. Like there's not a lot of there's not a lot of depth to be had in that conversation. She tries to get the manual. Well, well, there there are a lot of things. I mean, we know that she's like a dedicated martial artist. That she you know she really wanted to become a member of Shaolin, and that she couldn't because she was a girl. And there, and so there's this this you know level of commitment to it that you don't see in the two other monks that were tricking her with the water. Do you know what I mean? She's she's a dedicated practitioner. Uh, once the once the movie gets going. Um, but uh, I don't know. Were there any other characters that really stood out? I guess the other master, right? The the old master with the cane. The old master was the best. I 
I mean, like, can we get into a little bit of spoilers within painting? Yeah, so, yeah, we'll, we'll spoil everything. Yes. Oh my god. I loved whenever the two uh, the two idiot monks went in to shave some gold off of his corpse, and he wakes up and slaps them. He's like, don't tell them I'm alive. I'm trying to trick my student, because I forgot where the other manual, I forgot all the teachings in the other manual. Yeah. Oh was... my god, what a moment. I, uh, every okay, that guy was the best character without any reservation. I loved him. I loved his writing. I I loved every scene he was. He's, every time he was on camera, like he just had some new thing where he's like, "Yeah, well, f you, I'm doing what I want." And God, that's just fun to watch, you know, <laughs> like super powerful old man. And uh, it an unexpectedly like pathos at the end too. So like, just wow, what a, what a great character. I loved him. I loved him so so much. He's the best character. Dion, what'd you think of him? <laughs> I I liked him too. I and I was thinking, oh, he's just gonna fake his death just so that you know she forgets about the manual and she'll go on her merry way. And then when they have the whole ceremony, I was like, oh no, he really did die. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> he was thinking the wrong thing the whole time. And then it goes on a little bit, and then. They're scraping gold. He like ow slaps him. <laughs> that was like, oh my god, he really was faking. But how do you fake that long to be painted and and everything? But yeah, his character was the funniest one. And I thought that um, in the scene where they were going through the chamber with all the traps, and his pants fell off. <laughs> <laughs> well, he goes he, like he gets knocked out of his pants and he lands back in them. Oh. <laughs> Oh yeah, just to give people a sense of how silly pants. the movie can be. The falling back into your pants perfectly was yeah. hysterical. I, I find the, the this, this is a kind of humor that not everybody is going to like, but I really appreciate this sort of silly humor that's very visual and very physical. It, it, it cuts across cultures and cuts across language. You don't really need to even know what people are saying to to get most of the jokes in this film all you need okay. is the facial expression and the movement you know it's 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 it, and i think that's great i really i, I love because that's the thing about martial arts movies is you i mean obviously there is there is story and there is dialogue but but you don't you don't necessarily need that to appreciate it a lot of what people are appreciating is the action and the humor is kind of similar in that it's you know, it's 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 more physical and visual than than it is. I don't know, intellectual or you know, word based. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it is slapstick, and I don't know. I, I just think I think it's great. I think I think it's a lot of fun. Um, That's a good word for it. It's fun. This movie is fun in like yeah. the way that uh, some of the weightier stuff we uh, we watch, which is really like intellectually engaging or thrilling doesn't necessarily have that kind of pop to it this movie has this, this movie i wouldn't call it frivolous but it, it is certainly um it's it's got that kind of almost childish humor you yeah know, where, you, where you sort of and there's something kind of innocent to it that makes it a lot of fun and well, fun that's the word for it and i think that's what a Polly kwan movie usually is they're like she's got the she brings this fun enthusiasm to these movies and that's that's what the feel of the movie is it's that kind of a film um, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's almost a little bit more like a Jackie Chan style movie. Do you know what I yeah, mean? It's kind of got real, that yeah, a little bit more of that vibe. Not quite, you know, like th those are obviously their own thing. They're, 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 you know, uh, but, but it, it, it's reminiscent. Um, 
and I think you'd go to see like a movie for, from Polly Fong kind of for the same reason you'd see a Jackie Chan movie because when I hear Jackie Chan's going to be in a movie. I'm like, oh, Jackie Chan, I got to go watch that. Yeah, and yeah. From now on, it's going to be, oh, Polly Kwan's in it. I got to watch it. You know, kind of the same thing. Yeah, I know. That's how I feel about it. You know, that's it, it, it's um, you know, she has a very unique screen presence. Um, and and I think it works really well with with the slapstick and with the martial arts and all of those sort of visual elements. Um, so, are there any other characters that we're neglecting to t- talk about? Or have we covered everybody? That's a major ones, isn't it? I mean, there's a couple of minor characters like Arms Guy, but really, he's more of a scene than a character, right? And uh, were there were there any other scenes that we haven't discussed yet that people want to talk about? The the big leg scene was a really stupid but fun fight. I uh, liked the big leg scene. I thought there's a guy in stilts, and they they shoot him, so it actually appears that he has long, presumably deadly legs. And he fights with them, and then as it turns out, but, she also can get long legs. But there's something really cool about it, that those guys, they mastered the manual, but they're evil, and so they can't undo the long legs and the long right. arms. But she's more morally balanced, so she can do... And I, and again, we we're working off translation, so it might have been another concept. But whatever it was, because she's, you know, she does it the right way, she's able to retract her limbs back to their normal position. And so, when that happens, so like you can just you can you can turn this off. What? Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's and so they're kind of all evil and freakish looking because they 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 you know they 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 didn't do it the right way. They stole the manual and they they're just you know. So I thought that was I thought that was a cool element to it. And, and yeah, I thought that was a great scene. Um, but uh, I don't know any any other scenes people wanted to discuss. I don't really want to get into the muddle of the poisoning scene again because I think you're right. That was that wasn't well conveyed. Whatever was whatever they were trying to tell us there uh, got lost in the shuffle somewhere. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think something got missed. Something kind of got dropped along the way there. Was I don't know if there's like a scene that got cut out or a chunk of dialogue that get translated, but yeah, it's. What about the battle formation scene? Okay, battle formation scene. I, on the one hand. On the one hand, the stakes are real in the battle formation scene, right? And they, they do have a, a kind of a tragic, pathos-filled payoff at the end. So on the one hand, it's a good on paper as a dramatic scene. On the other hand, they go into a conga line choo-choo train <laughs> and punch for their super move. So it looks ridiculous. So it's almost the perfect ending to this movie, again, yeah. when you think about it. And, and formations generally look a little bit odd because... They're formations, and I think here's what I think happens. You know, these are a lot of these are based on wuxia novels or ideas from wuxia novels. And if you read if you read a book like Return of Condor Heroes, there's a scene where the characters are using like the the five element, uh, I'm sorry, the, the the eight diagrams to um to to create uh like a sort of b- battlefield tactics with the five elements. Do you know what I mean? And and it's it's really cool the way that it's described. Like you have different formations of water, different formations of fire doing different things that are related to fire and so on. But you can imagine that when they try to translate that into the big screen or onto a television show, it looks a little bit wonky because yeah. it sounds it sounds great on the page, but it's really hard to coordinate in real life in a way that's practical. Um, okay. You can do it visually, 
But here's the thing about it. Cause in anime, you can see that, too, where they, they, they very carefully construct them to make them look cool in anime. Here's the thing. You very carefully have to construct what you don't see. Because the coolest-looking yeah. animation when seen from behind looks ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's true. But I think sometimes the films embrace the ridiculous element of the formation because it's it's kind of out there. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of got a... Uh, it, it makes it a little bit larger than life. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It, it heightens the reality. I remember with, with the Taoists who were doing that one, like, seven-star formation thing. Yeah, they, and that looked fine. Like, because they just kind of linked and they were all sitting in the little lowest position and they were, like, basically in the North Star position. Yeah. That looked fine. I mean, it looked like a magical thing. Yeah, but the, but, like... but but the thing is, when you think about it, is when it kind of is like, well, why is that working? Do you know what I mean? That That's when... Being a spell with ritual positioning. But, like, this wasn't a magical spell. It was legit them being like... It, like, if they'd said we're going to do a phalanx and they all got behind shields and had spears poking out. I'm like, Oh, okay. That looks like it would actually work. Mm. And I think they were trying to go for something like that. They just didn't maybe know how that would actually look in an actual fight. So it could have been, like, maybe they were combining their chi. Sure. Creating like a chi train, you know, like a, Chi-chi train instead of a choo-choo train. Yeah, chi-chi train. Because they're, cause they're all in like that. You know, you said you described it like a conga line. That's pretty accurate. But, you know, <coughs> you know, because they're all touching. And that's, you know, a lot of times that's how people transmit their chi in these movies, right? So maybe they're empowering what, each other. What worked in the Brave Archer with the formations was they were only touching with one hand. Mm. They actually had both hands on shoulders, which really made them look like a conga line or two and, and they were flying through the air weren't they weren't they flying yes through the... at one point they were flying through the air <laughs> and they and, and so and this this train of people this formation this battle formation is what slams into the the master who's brought out at the last minute and he ends up you know spoilers he ends up dying as a result but his death is pr prolonged so that he's able to sort of settle affairs and kind of give us a sense of an ending uh, before he dies, what what did you guys think of that moment in the film when the master dies? Did that work for you, or did you think that was yeah, a surprising depth of pathos? Like he he dies in the lotus position; he's already painted gold, uh, like all the, their saints are, and they have that same like you know uh, Om Tat mantra thing for him. I I was stunned by how emotionally I was affected. Because first of all, I didn't realize that was a lethal blow at first. I thought it was just him being like, "You idiots, get out of here," which is his whole that's his his energy. Mm -hmm say nowadays but then he's like okay that did actually kill me but just in a minute yeah <laughs> let me wrap up this movie real quick first <laughs> uh, the surprising amount of pathos i, I actually felt for him that, again that was my favorite character and he actually went out like a champ so well and he saved polly kwan because she would have died she would have been the one that would have right. taken that hit yep uh yeah uh really uh, again almost the perfect ending to this movie so what are your thoughts, Dan? <laughs> no, I I totally agree with you. I just I don't think it was the perfect ending to the movie because I think it should have ended sooner. I would have been happy if it ended sooner, but it was a great great way to end it. Yeah, I feel like the 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 ending ending was almost too much because like it felt like the movie was kind of like getting real close to wrapping up and then all of a sudden all the actual masters show up and they're like, "You know what? We're going to kick some ass. Screw you." 
uh, what is it, uh, Shaolin Temple, and uh, the uh, the actual real movie storms in like a surprise last boss battle in a, in a Final Fantasy game, and you're just kind of left scratching your head like, I guess I'm fighting a burning angel demon cool. now. Whoa! And, and I, I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I, I, that was it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I liked how it ended the way it began too. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like the 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 ten sex. The ten sec leaders show up, even though it's not really them. And at the end, the, the real ten sec leaders show up and demand their disciples back. It's kind of a nice, sort of like the world changes, but always remains the same a little bit. Do you know what I mean? It's a good, good cyclical kind of structure. Really yeah. good. Yeah, but for me, it was kind of like, why would you want your thieving disciples back anyway? <laughs> Nope. Yeah, there is that question. Maybe maybe they shouldn't have been so impatient because it's in their best interest to let Shaolin reform their disciples before they take them take them back, right? Like, right. Um, they lost control of their disciples. And now they've got crazy superpowers. I, I feel like they're all making a mistake. But really, it wasn't so much that they wanted their, their disciples back. They didn't want to lose face. Because if, if Shaolin humiliated all of their students... Then that would be really bad. It'd be like saying, "Oh yeah, they're they're it's cool if they humiliate us whenever." Can't have that happen. You gotta do the stupid choo-choo attack. <laughs> <laughs> so, so all right. So recommendations and ratings. And uh, Joel, I don't know if you've done this before. So what we do is a scale of one to five. One being terrible, five being great. No halvesies. You can't do like a four and a half or a two and a half or a three and a half. Okay. Uh, you have to you have to commit to a number. And uh, and then just you know whether you you know recommend people check it out that kind of a thing. Um, so why don't we start with Dion so that Joel can get a sense of how this I, is done. Yeah, you have the scale works, yeah. No, I mean I know you know, but just so you get a sense of how we generally do it. Um, I give the movie a three. I think it's a fun movie and it's watchable. I did have one problem with the movie though. It's her tattoo just kept going in and out in different scenes. Sometimes it was there and sometimes mm. it wasn't there. And that kind of annoyed me. And I know it shouldn't, but if you go through all that pain <laughs> of having it burned into your skin, it should show up all the time. Yeah. So, um, but no, I thought it was a good movie. Um, I'll, I'll probably watch it again. I enjoyed Polly Kwan and her, um, her two little sidekicks. I thought they were hysterical and her master was awesome. Um, I think it should have ended sooner, but overall it's a good movie and I would recommend it for people to watch. Just don't take it seriously. Don't go in thinking it's going to be like Shaolin Temple or anything. Mm. Just go in it for the fun. And uh, Joel, how about you? Man. Well, let me see. If I'm calibrating my scale correctly, then one is Journey of the Doomed and like five is like Chinese Ghost Story, which I really liked. Yeah, um, that's that's right. So, okay. Five would be the uh, the bride with white hair. That was that's... A really good. Yeah, uh, those were both good, man. They're both fives. I would put both of them at a five. But yeah, that's yeah. The, like the classics. I, really, bride with white hair is one of those ones. Like, I need to get that. By the way, I think I watched it on Amazon. I actually need to to go and grab a real copy. If of that, you can fully... get the Blu-ray, get the Korean Blu-ray version. That's the best one to get. Okay, so um. This movie, I think I'd rate it a little bit, a little bit higher than Dion. I'd give it a four. I wouldn't do. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna go jump all the way to four because this is one of those movies that's almost like the perfect introduction movie for Wuxia. Like, if you want to show one of your friends a movie and be like, okay, uh, this is this is what I like. This this is kind of a goofy version of it, 
but this has like a lot of the elements you're going to see uh, more fully explored in other movies. Uh, like her whole training at a temple thing, there's there's a movie for that. Uh, people steal ancient manuals is a movie for that. Uh, like everything, every element of this movie has its own like mini movie, including like the like you were saying, Brenda, the the character that goes and changes gender. There's there's a movie for that, and all of the all of the elements of that get you know get explored. So this is a really good um, this is a really good salad movie. Like it's it's a good on it's a good it's not an entree, but it's something good to uh, to put in front of someone who's a total newbie and say like, okay, check this out. You're gonna have a lot of fun with this movie. It's a little goofy. And that kind of clown shoes allows it to kind of like honk its way into their heart, I think. Yeah. So yeah. Th- there's a utility in this movie beyond just being a movie. And uh, that's why I'm, I'm going to pop it up the rating. Also, I laughed so much watching this movie. And there are so many characters that I'm going to now put into well, into RPGs as, as NPCs. I, did, I had to get at least one RPG reference in because I'm, <laughs> I'm a game guy. But... Uh, but these these characters I love. I really do enjoy them, and uh, and yeah, I, I think that that bumps it up a little for me. This this is no bribe with white hair. Like it's not. Th- there's too many scenes that kind of trail off. There's too many plot threads dropped. Uh, like Dion was saying, this movie to have been a, a better movie would have ended sooner and more concisely, and and explored its characters in a little more like with a little more resolution and depth. Um, on the other hand, like those aren't ridiculously bad complaints. It's as bad as Journey of the Doom, which was stomach churning from beginning frame to end. Uh, so yeah, uh, a solid four, solid four from me. Yeah, I, w- I would give it a four as well. I would say, and I would I would describe it similarly to how Joel did, where I would say it's it's a very sort of humorous, fun wuxia film, but it's got this heart to it that I think helps it. Uh, maybe elevates it to a four for me. Um, and I, I also think that it's a, uh, I don't know. It's just a, it's just a really charming movie. What I will say though, is even though I, I, I give it a four and I recommend it to people, I want to sort of warn folks that this does not look like a glossy, well-produced film. This is going to, it, 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 it's a little bit rough around the edges. It's not, not only in terms of like how well the film has been preserved and, uh, and, and sort of transferred so that, you know, you don't get like the, you don't get like the wide shot full effect of the film. Everything looks like it's sort of cut for a VHS to TV type thing. Um, it also just in terms of the movie itself, it kind of has its rough patches, you know, like you were saying, where threads are not necessarily followed all the way through, and there are some scenes that maybe could have been snipped here or there to tighten it up, but but it doesn't matter because it's kind of like a you're just kind of meant to sort of enjoy the movie at the pace that it decides to move along with. So it it, it ends up being fine, but but I did want people to you know not not hear my four and my praise the movie and think it's going to be one thing. And then come come out surprised. So uh, just know that going in. Uh, what was that, Joel? The way I articulate that is there's a reason we didn't do five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would. Yeah, that's that's what's holding it back from being a five. Um, but but really enjoyable, really fun. And the thing to look for is Polly Kwan's sort of expressive, uh, just physical humor and enthusiasm. I don't know how else to put it, but if, if you pay attention to her face. I think you really will enjoy the movie because that's that that's kind of the thing that sells it, and so uh, so yeah so uh, we'll be back on next week. 
Dion, do we have a movie lined up for next week? Is that uh? We do, and I don't know what it is because I shut all my tabs. Oh, is it is it the fate of Lee Khan by any chance? Maybe. Okay, so we possibly will be back with the fate of Lee Khan. I'm not 100% sure, but we, we definitely have another movie lined up. And 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 yeah, and, and, and whether or not we are doing Fatal Econ, we will definitely be doing it this month. And that just came out on Blu-ray. So, and it's a, I think it's one of the better King Who films. And it's probably one of the more watchable ones because a lot of his films can be a little bit grueling if you're not used to them. So, so yeah, so again, the name of the movie is uh, Shaolin Tamo Sistique or Mystique, depending on which version you find. But if you Google it, you might want to try Sistique just so you can find it. And then, you know, decide for yourself whether it's a typo or not. So we'll be back on next week. And until then, we will talk to you later. <laughs>